Hello and welcome. I am your host, the best podcast host in the universe, Steve Cully. And with me today, a very special guest, a former neighbor, or a man from the neighborhood, the tall man, Mr. Jason Tallman. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Steve. It's been a more than a couple years. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's always it's always interesting when you you haven't seen someone in twenty years, and then you know your first interactions on a podcast. Yeah, this would be a first you know? for me. But I, uh, you know, I had heard. Um, I was in the car a couple weeks ago, and I heard the interview you did with uh, Dominic Tripp, Dom Tripp. Oh yes. And yes. I was. Uh, I thought it was fantastic, and so I appreciate that. That kind of is what led me to reach out to you, um, and I figured, you know, I wanted to at least get in touch and catch up. And if it had, if it happened to be on the podcast, that was great. So yeah, that's the that's the good part. The podcast surprisingly does well, mm-hmm. so I get the freedom to kind of do whatever I want. Okay, I can have whoever I want on. Yep. So it was great that I was I was able to have you. Um, now going back, you lived in the neighborhood, I believe. Now, did you move in? Was it third grade, fourth Go, grade? Going into third grade. It was going into third yep. grade. Okay. And you had the amazing house. I love your house. And um, I believe you had Nintendo video I, games. I had Nintendo. I was always jealous though of um you always had better controllers for your nintendo i did i did (laughs) i did and the one thing i remember was your mom was super strict like about the timing yes yes she was like like we got maybe an hour that's 100 percent true she she had like a stopwatch yeah i i yes i still remember that to this day and that was it i remember that um and my second memory was I'm going to, I believe, your grandparents' house. Okay. Who had yep. the, was that the indoor swimming the pool? The indoor swimming pool, yeah. The yep. indoor yeah. swimming pool. Yeah. That, was a... so that blew me away. It still blew, it still blows it me away when I think there. about it. Yeah. 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 I mean, the that house is no longer in our family. Right. But, um, but if we're going to do first memories, I have to do my first memory of you. Oh, And geez. I don't even know if you're going to remember this. I, but, I, I um it was a big deal. So we moved from uh, the Schuyler Frankfurt area in New York, uh, which was in the middle of nowhere, uh, to you know the big city of New Hartford. And big city. Yeah. And back when we moved in, there was probably about half as many houses in here. And uh, I remember moving in because my parents kept us uh out of the house until it was fully furnished and ready and we it was like a you know kind of a surprise when we walked in and it was all done and i started walking around the neighborhood and i met you for the first time and you had either had just broken a bone or you you i know exactly what you're thinking about okay and it, I had a concussion. That's what it, I said. It was either that, or. Yes. That you remember that. Yes. Wow. That is my first memory of you. Like okay. it was yesterday. Okay. That and that. I thought it was so cool that we had a garbage disposal. I had we never. Did. I, had, I had never seen one before. Yeah. And I told I might. I remember running home and I told my mom. I said, you know, there's a thing you can put food in and press a button and just disappears. And it's done. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I distinctly remember 
meeting you for the, it was the, our first night in the neighborhood. And I believe I asked my mom if I could eat dinner at your house. And she goes, maybe we should just eat at our new house. Right. You know, right. as a family the first, first time. Night, right. Yeah. So, um, it was actually funny. We, we were, we were riding our bikes and I ran over somebody's foot. Okay. And I fell. Okay. And I fell and this, and I am actually responsible for the bike helmet law in New Hartford being installed. <laughs> it was because of me. Okay. Um, I remember doing that. And I don't know if you remember who used to live over there. Uh, the Goldens. Mm-hmm. Melissa Golden. Yeah. Golden. Yep. Melissa Golden's mother was a, was like a nurse. Okay. And all I remember was waking up and she was talking to me. Okay. And I had okay. no idea what was going on. Wow. Yeah. And the ambulance was there and everyone was there and took me to the hospital. And I remember because it was it was the first time in my life I ever puked. Okay. I had to stay overnight. Okay. And I puked. Okay. And that was it. And I remember, like, you were here. The, you, you're absolutely right. We really didn't have a lot of houses. No. This Mm-mm. was such a small development. A lot of the fun as a kid was actually, you know, going through the half-built houses yeah. and playing in them and, yeah, doing, you know. Wouldn't you say like, we, we rode bikes quite a bit? You yeah, we rode. Bikes? Yeah, we rode bikes. We did. We did a lot of stuff. And uh, this was a fantastic neighborhood to grow up in. Uh, it really yeah, was. We, we were. I remember all over there because there was nothing over there, um, and riding. And it was like kind of like a dirt road now. Yep. Um, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I yeah, know yeah. you have kids. I do. I have two kids. Yep. Um, and it, it's so tough, especially with this generation, because we have so much technology. Mm-hmm. What's what's your philosophy on the cell phones, the TV, the iPads? Do you try to get them outside? Do they like being outside? So how is that going? Um, so I, I, as much as I love technology, um, that's your thing. That's my thing. Um, but we have pretty strict rules about technology in our house. That's awesome. Very much like my mother. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my son is uh, Liam is ten, and. We live in Sequoia. Well, we live in Frankfurt now, but our kids go to Sequoia. And in Sequoia, you move up from, you go to middle school right. going into fifth grade. Oh, okay. So, so it's a couple which years is early. a couple years early. Um, and of course, you know, when, when all of his friends, it seems like, have cell phones. That's what drives me which crazy. Which is unreal to drives me. Drives me crazy. And a 10 year old. And, and always everyone's reason for that is, well, you know, if something's an emergency, I need of to be able to get in touch with them. So, Liam has an Apple Watch. Which the I beauty like, of, yes. the beauty is he can make a call on it if he needs to, but that's all he can do. Right. You know, it's a watch. And then when he's at school, it goes into school mode and yeah. all it literally is is a watch. He yeah. cannot do anything on it other than tell time. Right. So for me that's I, I think I that's safe. I don't ever see him uh I don't know when I'll give him a phone, but it will not be until he's at least in high school. That makes I, you me know, feel good. it's just I, I don't get good. it. There's too many too many terrible things out there yeah. um, between... Well, you can't control it all and the you have time. No, and you have no control. And my son is, uh, he is a carbon copy of me. And any limits we put in place, he figures out a way to get around them. And so he's, it's he's it's just, point, it's, it's a waste of time. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, we put limits on usage at the house. I am a little more lax than my uh, wife is, but... Right. That's, uh, but I, I also, it's mostly because I work from home yeah. and so look, it's a, it's like a pacifying device. So like yeah. I'm, I'm trying to finish up my work day. It really helps. You know, it's easier to say, 
all right, you can go in your you can play on uh, like a game with some friends right. while I'm finishing up my day. Uh, my daughter, on the other hand, she could care less about using anything, so oh, she great. loves to just play. Yeah. Um, and we put us. I just built a swing set at my new house, and the kids, they actually just naturally go outside now. Yeah. So it's 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 fantastic. That's, that's amazing that yeah. you were able to do that. And it's funny because um, you came from more of a blue collar family because your father owned the the, the business, yes. Tallman Slayers, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and that was that was his baby. Was that his father's as well, or was no? That, he, no, he, he started, started that, that by himself. Yeah. And when yeah. did he start that? So I don't know the exact year, but I believe it would have been. Uh, I think I was already born, so it, so it was in or the no, 80s. it would have been in the early eighties. Yeah. I, actually, I wasn't born yet, um, or I was. It was around 80, 81, around there. Um, but yeah, he he started that uh, by himself. Uh, his first store was on. Uh, Broad Street, Broad Street yeah. yep. uh, in Utica. That's amazing because, yeah. I mean, to this day, it's always full. And from what I remember, your your grandfather had some money. Didn't he invent something? Did, did, yeah, did, so all, well, all of everybody in my family essentially kind of came from, they started from the base floor. Right. So my father started from the base floor. My, Built the my, And my mother's father, uh, the one with the indoor pool, uh, he started at the base floor. He right. was a high school dropout. Oh, my God. Uh, who just, uh, he went into the military. Uh, when he was in the military, he gained, uh, he, he had a liking for radar and and that type of uh, technology. And then he started, uh, he worked, went to work for a company, worked there for a couple of years, and then he left and started his own his company. Own, right. And then he, you know, he started a number of companies, but, um, and yeah, he did very well for himself, but it was, so you know, it was several companies that he did. He didn't like, he didn't invent something specifically. He uh, owned, no, he no, owned. no. They, they, yeah, they invented a number of things. That's and what I thought, and, yeah. and uh, so there's a whole list of different patents that, you know, have his name on them. Um, so he was really creative. He was a very, very smart guy. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where you guys got it from. Uh, yeah. I would say that my love of technology comes from him, but my uh, entrepreneurial spirit spirit comes yeah. from my father. Well, right. from both, you know, from, from all of them. So yeah. everybody in my family has, has, has you know a little bit of that bug um me probably more than the rest of the people in my family but you know both my my mother and father uh even you know my mother was a homemaker uh, but when she was kind of uh still doing that she started a number of businesses herself there was a learn to swim program right uh, and that was strictly that was started because my mother hated doing fundraisers, <laughs> and so she said, "Well, if I have to do a fundraiser, why don't why don't we just start this business for the swim group, where we teach little kids how to swim?" Yeah. So then we don't have to fundraise anymore. Right. We'll just to take the it. money from this and put it right into the swim team. And so that was the first business she started, and then she had always wanted to own an ice cream store and that's when she bought Nikki uh, Doodles, Nikki, right? uh well it was fr- it was frosty yeah sorry. so and that's you know amazing. she went from we had kind of an institutional uh ice cream place you know the uh ice cream factory i yes. mean that's where everybody went yeah i know I and know. um and she built frosties into kind of its own little empire oh, it there was. and it was. um and then you know like everything else she kind of 
ran it like a well-oiled machine and then she got bored of it because yeah. uh, my brother had uh had the first grandchild and so she wanted to spend more time with uh the grandkids and so she, they sold it and um and now it's nikki doodles so yeah i come from a real everyone party. started from the ground up yeah and yeah they, they really you know took advantage of every opportunity they yeah had yeah i would say and, so and yeah built their own businesses and had success yeah yeah it's amazing yeah um, and I, your family, you had, I remember Caleb. Kale. Yep. Kale. Okay, Kale. That's okay. Yeah. And you had a, yeah, and you had a sister. Yep. I had Kale, Ian, and then my Ian sister, Elizabeth. Okay. Yep. So yeah. You Ian was a, a lot family. younger. Yeah. Yep. What was your relationship like with, um, uh, with them? Who were you closest with? Who did you fight the most with? Oh, how, how, how is that dynamic? Um, because I have one brother and yep. we drive each other nuts, so yeah. I don't know how you still do to four. this day, till to this day. I okay. don't know how you do four of them. Okay, who drives who, who drives each other more? Nuts? Oh, it's me. Okay, I drive okay. everyone. Nuts. Okay, I drive everyone. <laughs> I, I, right. I could drive the Pope nuts. Okay, all me. right. Um, I would say, um, I was probably, I always had my own room. Because was Ian closest to your age or was it Caleb? Kale was. Kale was closest to my age. Kale and I, I would say we were all pretty close. You know, in my warped memory, I don't remember us fighting that much. I don't either. But I'm sure my parents would have a different story to say. So my sister, I always longed for her. Yeah. You know, I always really tried to uh have a relationship with my sister yeah and i thought you were like the protector you really kind of looked out for her. oh ian was the protector ian, was, ian okay. is yes ian is the protector um i was just trying to make everybody happy yeah and um but i'd say we we i had a great relationship with all of them um but and, and that's tough especially with a big family well you it's all it is very different it, it's um but it's all that credit goes to my my mother and yes. father so yeah. my, my mother uh, made it her life goal to make sure that we always are together. Yeah. Even when, you know, things have been bad or things have been great, she has, she goes out of her way to yeah. really make sure, because she grew up in a family where, you know, my grandfather was always, he was traveling a lot. Yes. He wasn't around. And so uh, I think, you know, I've never directly spoken to her, but it's obvious that she really, her focus has always been on, keeping yeah. us together as a she unit. ran the ship and that's a lot you know that's a it's very difficult it and, is and even you could even even when you try and you put everything you have into it it still doesn't always work you know there's still issues that, that pop sure. up but uh but yeah it's definitely uh something that has is really important to her and therefore i think it's you know it's carried on to us yes. and it's important to us as well and i i remember so. her i remember her she was she was very attentive um, she was, she was very, she instilled discipline in you. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, she, she always made sure that you were able to have fun, but she placed a, a big emphasis on, on school and academics. And as long as that was done, yeah, I believe we were allowed to play and do what we wanted yeah. to do. Right? Oh, well, you had, you know, you had to be involved in something, whether Correct. it was, you know, we didn't, we weren't known for sticking with things the longest. I think probably the longest sport we stuck with was swimming. Right. But, you know, I had played soccer. I had done baseball. Um, we tended to just, you know, move around. Yeah, you tried yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 So, and I didn't really love any of it. So, <laughs> it no, was... well, that wasn't your thing. That no. wasn't your thing. Um, no. 
tell me about your father a little bit, your your relationship with your father. Because, like, I remember meeting him, and, like, I was scared of him. He's a, he's a big, tough dude. He is, yes. But he's, yeah. but he, but he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. he's My dad is a... Uh... He's a, he's a, but, and he works so hard. He is a hard, he's, he's always been a hard worker. Um, but he was always there. That was the, you know, the thing with my dad was he, uh, he might be, you know, he was at work first thing in the morning, but he was always there at the dinner table. Five o'clock. He was home. He might go back, but he was always there. Right. Uh, sporting events, any type of events, he was always there. Right. Um, so he, and he's always been, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that there's there's not a lot of moments with my dad where we sit down and he teaches me things. A lot yeah. of stuff was learned by just being around him. You right. know, Watching seeing him. his work ethic. Yeah. Uh, I remember because he can do anything. He can do yeah anything yeah. he puts his mind to. He can do. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just remember like being out in the yard doing yard projects with him right. and stuff that now you know I'm trying to instill with my son. And right. it's uh, it's not. This, I try to talk to him about stuff, but I get that for him, because he's like me, he's just going to learn by seeing me You got to see it. You got to yeah. see it. And it's it's more than, like, I'm sure maybe, it, like, when we lived here, he could have probably paid somebody to mow the lawn. But like, <laughs> of course, right. Well, not, I mean, look, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's been, my parents' his story is a growth story, too. Yeah. You know, it, it may have looked, maybe because of where my mother came from, that there was just an abundance of everything. But there it really wasn't. No, they worked for everything. They and had, so, yeah. but for me, as a, as a kid, to see that he was out there mowing the lawn. Right. Um, you know, I, I happened to despise mowing the lawn so I, I do pay to have my lawn mode but yeah. but uh nothing wrong with that but my son sees me outside doing projects and and that's what's important is to, for him to connect that this stuff doesn't just happen you set you know? an example yeah okay yeah now i don't i don't know exactly your path i know we, we did high school yes um where did you go from high school Exactly. Well, I'll tell you, this is what led me to, to reach out to you. Because yeah. when I talked, uh, when I heard you talking with Dom, uh, I thought it was fascinating um, because he did not take a oh, his path traditional path. Yeah. And so much of the school that we went to was that you go to high school, then you go to college, and, then, and then whatever the hell happens after that happens. Um, people that weren't on that path really we're still kind of forced to take that path well that's all we knew i, I mean, mean and that's what if our you remember said. it was like i always remember the biggest advertising piece for our district was you know we said 99 percent of the kids off to college College, correct and i remember talking to some friends and they're like i didn't even really want to go but like exactly. i just i signed up you yeah. know because i didn't want to hurt that number i wanted right. that percentage to be high um and so for me i was uh i was a very poor student Terribly yeah. poor student. Well, you were interested in different things. I was like, interested in anything you, but school, yeah. and uh, because of that, there was a there's a like you weren't doing math and science and history like yeah computers. no computers I love you computers were computers and technology and I didn't have I don't have I have a terrible like memory for stuff that has to do with learning things right. uh, and, and retention. So I uh, like when I was in school. I bar- I think I maybe I had a seventy four average yeah. when I when I graduated I barely passed right but I wasn't it wasn't because I of wasn't lack of, yeah. I wasn't such a the problem was I there was like different levels you were either really smart and 
you got, you got attention or right. you, or you had real difficulty and you got plenty of attention, but the people that fell in the middle, which I'm assuming you and I were probably somewhat similar in that regard, right? Well, I, I didn't have a 74, so okay. I, I was you smart. were I, way I were, smarter than me. I, right? I, I was smarter than you in high school, but overall in life, you're much smarter. Than no, me, so. you're, we're all doing fine. So, but, um, but yeah, you're right about, but that. I, I kind of just, you know, I, um, I was in that forgotten range. You but, know? But, but I would say it was more because, like, you you didn't have a passion or interest in, oh, in what we were yeah, studying. Yeah, yeah. So, and like, for example, I started, like, in 10th grade, I started my first business. I, I remember right. going, and I filled all the paperwork out. And, you know, when I would hear about kids skipping school, the only time I skipped school was to go work at a customer's office in fact right. it was i to this day remember it was uh the town crier was one of my customers oh, okay. and i skipped one class to go fix their computers um yeah, i know he fixed everyone's computers. Uh, yeah yeah and so when i i i did a year at mv uh which i the first six the first two semesters i was there every day yeah i didn't miss a day i didn't miss anything and I remember getting, uh, I had the flu or something right after like January break. And I struggled to get to school, but I still was like, I'm going to be here because I had never missed school when I was in high school or junior high. Right. We, that yeah, wasn't your, even your an mother, option. Your mother was not an option. Your yeah. mother would not, never allow it. I got to class and there was like four kids there. <laughs> and the professor could clearly have not cared less if there was two or 20 kids there right and something clicked in my head and i said oh he doesn't care if i'm here yeah well that was a mistake on my end because the second right. that clicked in my head i said well if he doesn't I care if i'm here, here then i don't need to be here correct and combine that with a lot of my uh tech professors had worked for my grandfather right so they assumed i was as smart as he was which i wasn't right and so, so some of them some of them would say you don't even have to come to class Right. You can just come and take the test. Because the they assumed I was yeah. George Kogar's right. you know, grandson, so I must be just as smart as he was. And I didn't let them think otherwise. I just right. I was like, oh, free ticket to not go to class? This is fantastic. Um, so you, so you, you did the one full year? I did one full year, and I actually, you know, I made it through. Um, and then, but, but the, I didn't want to go back, so I didn't okay. go back. Yeah. And then I went to HCCC, so Herkimer Community College. Right. Um, and I totally biff that as well. I didn't even go to class once. I did enroll. Was it the courses that you took that you didn't like? Or you I hated everything like about school. school. I like just school. didn't like it at all. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was wasting my time. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I liked computers, and I knew I had this. I was trying to live up to being... You know, I always wanted to be like my grandfather, but right. having never really remembered him and only knowing what other people said of him, right. uh, it was really kind of a ridiculous goal to have. Right, but everyone, um, everyone knew him. Everybody knew him. Had yeah. expectations for you. Well, and then of course I leaned on that when I went to HCCC because there's a whole wing named after him, and there's oh, a okay. there's the Kogar Gallery, and he was one of the wow. founding kind of funders of that college. I didn't know that. And so I just kind of, you know, I really. Uh, inappropriately leaned on that, and uh, you, you took advantage of it. Yeah. Well, um, what what twenty one year old wouldn't? Exactly. You know? So I uh, I was there for only a semester. Then I uh, 
did not go back. And then I made some, that was my time in my life where I made some poor decisions. You went, you went in a different direction. I, I don't know what the hell, what direction I went in, but it was not anywhere in any positive direction. Correct. Um, and so I then took did you, some, did you go to, did you work? Did you, I didn't at that time I was still doing my consulting business. Um, but my parents really wanted me in school, you know, yeah. even though neither one of them went, uh, you know, it's just yeah, what they that's wanted what, for that's me. What they yeah. Your dad's a blue collar guy. Your mother wants you to, to yeah. go to school. We went to New Hartford. Yeah, of course. It was, in, it was instilled in us. That's what you're supposed to do. So I left there. Uh, I, I think I took a semester off. Then I had a friend that went to Clinton Community College, went to Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh. Now, S- I, SUNY Plattsburgh. I could not get into SUNY Plattsburgh. So I went to Clinton Community College. Okay. This is a big, like, let out in this. this is a big, uh, I've never said this before, but all the people I lived with went to SUNY Plattsburgh. Okay. Okay, Josh Obreys, Amanda Obreys. Yes. Okay, yes. I, wow. room, I had a, an apartment with all of them. Um, I never, but everybody I became friends with, That's because true. Clinton Community College is, like, right next to Plattsburgh. Right. And so I used to always, in the morning, get in my car, and I would drive to Clinton Community College, and I would go to class there, and I'd come back. Everybody I was friends with thought I went to Plattsburgh. Right. I remember distinctly one time driving somebody home for break, and they said, "Oh, I got to stop by the bookstore." And I was like, "I don't know what the bookstore yeah, is." Yeah, and I and I had to just I said, "Oh well, uh, I always yeah, forget." And she told me where it was, and I drove her over there. Um, but I only did that for a semester, and I was uh, asked to not come back yeah, because I, I did, uh, terrible that there happens. as well. That happens. That happens. And so I've been asked not to go a lot of places. Yeah. So that's okay. So I, I ended up that summer of what have been the summer of 20, uh, 2002. I had no idea what I was going to do. Right. I was three different schools. I felt like a real loser. Yeah. Um, I was working at office max and I just, I really had no direction in life yeah. whatsoever. Now, part of my consulting business, I had done work for our alma mater, so I had actually worked for New Hartford doing stuff on this, doing stuff on the side. I, okay. Uh, and this guy, uh, Jim Dieso, was the technology director of the school, and I had done. A, I was actually paid as a consultant for a yes. number of years. I remember. One day, I'm laying in bed, <laughs> really with again no direction, and my phone rings in my room pick my phone up. It's Mr. DSO. He said, you know, there's a position at the yes. high school. You should come apply for it. Right. And I thought this is really bizarre, but sure. I'll... Were you were, were you shocked that he called you? I was shocked that he called me. I was uh, shocked of the, over the whole situation. Right. I went down and I interviewed and, um, who did you, know, you who did you have to interview with? Uh, him. Okay. And it would have been I don't remember. Uh, Vince Condro was probably so you Mr. Condro. Okay. Um, and I don't remember who else was there. But um, so it was a process. It was a process, and I interviewed against people that had four-year degrees. Correct. And they they had a stipulation in the opening that you could either have four years or five or years of experience. Experience, correct. And so I used literally that business that I had started from tenth grade. Hit the yeah. five-year mark, yeah. and so right. I was able to use that to get the job. All of a sudden, I had a path. I had yeah. a direction. I had a purpose. Um, but that, I, I thought that was really—I thought that was really your passion. Your enthusiasm was computers. It was and technology. It was. I just didn't know where it was. I—I I didn't know what it was going to turn into. Correct. And so, you know, when Jim 
uh, when they hired me for that position, it was like I had a, a new opportunity in right. life to really kind of pour myself into something. Yeah. Uh, so I worked there for 10 years. Yes. Exactly. I had a fantastic experience, experience there. Right. Uh, I had a great team. We are, and, and it's hard work. It's hard it's very work. hard work. We went from 200 computers to over 3,000. Oh my god! Uh, we, 3, we were nat- nationally recognized for the work we were doing. Yeah, we were bucking the curve. More and more districts were getting all of their services provided by the local BOCE service. Yeah, we did everything in house, um, and we kind of. And then I started consulting for other school districts. I still had my business on the side. Right. Um, and so I was there for 10 years, and then. I got married in 07. Yeah, how did that happen? How did I get married? Tell me a little bit about your wife. So my wife uh, was one of... Because I can't get a date. Two spouses. Well, you need your mom to open up an ice cream store. Ah, that's true. That's the trick, yeah. That's true. So my mother, actually, when I was going to, you know, living in Plattsburgh, my mother called me one day. She goes, I just hired the most amazing girl. I said, oh, that's great. She goes, you know, but she's... She is dating somebody. I said, oh, okay, goodbye. Um, like, <laughs> I don't know what the point why, of this conversation. Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, thing? what's the point of this conversation? You want to torture me. So I hang up the phone. I don't think anything of it. Um, but that, the bottom line is I met her at uh, my mother's store, Frosty's. And, and my brother, Kale, uh, met his wife at Frosty's. It's actually my wife's uh, like best friend. Uh, so... Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, so. is your is your sister married as well? Uh, Elizabeth just got married. Um, married. Yep, her husband's in the army, and so they live in. They just moved to Georgia. Oh wow! Uh, a year ago, and, and they just had a baby in the fall. So um, that's amazing. Grand grandkids. Yes. Marriage, yeah, Kale has three kids, family. and Ian has two. So. Um, <coughs> and when did Ian get married? Uh, I'm terrible with dates, but he got married. Uh, it was I should you. know because I actually I married Ian and his wife. Um, you did the, the thing. <laughs> I did that, and I was the best man. So. Oh my god. Yeah. So that was. Uh, that must have been an experience. <laughs> it had to have been about six years ago, okay. roughly. Oh, so, so it was relatively. Soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you leave New Hartford. Yep. And then what? What? what, what so what, I leave New Hartford. You start um, another business, right? I, yeah. So I had my consulting business doing IT stuff, and right. then I was working at the school. And I also, um, I had. I'm trying to think when I actually started this. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I believe a very, a good friend of mine. My mother used to take me to these computer group meetings when I was a kid. Actually, my first one was in third grade. And I met all these people. I, I got really involved with this computer group. One of the guys that I met through the computer group, uh, his name was Nick Papano. Nick was a retired DOT worker who had started, uh, he wrote a piece of software for people that serve legal papers. So if you get served foreclosures, evictions, yeah, that type of right, stuff. Right. Um, they like use his the software contracts. to manage the affidavits, manage the dispatching of process servers. Um, and I had another one of his customer, another one of my customers was a process serving agency that based out of Clinton and this guy, Greg Miller, he reached out to me one day and he said, you know, uh, Nick doesn't Nick's, you know, getting older and, and he is looking for a partner. And so this is an 07 when I just got married. Um, 
So I said, sure, I, you know, I'd be interested. Yeah. Now, yeah. at this time, I'm working at the school. I've got the consulting business. Yeah. I'm just married, and yeah. I've... There's uh, not enough hours in the day. There's not enough time. Now, my wife is going to get her master's, so she's not really around much. Oh, wow. So I had some time to, like, you know, work on yeah. all this stuff. I worked uh, as a partner with Nick for a couple months, and then Greg called me again. He was a great, he's a great mentor, and he said, uh, Nick doesn't want to do this anymore. <laughs> He and, feels like yeah. he feels like he's just getting in your way. Yeah. And so um, he wants to know if you'll buy the business from him. This wasn't a lot of money. It was pretty much all of my wedding money, and we used that to uh, to buy the business. So now I I'm I have another business and my consulting business, and I'm working at the school, and that lasted God from '07 until 2011. Okay. Uh, the the uh, summer of 2011, a bunch of new rules were passed in New York City that said, right. if I'm going to serve you with a piece of a legal paper, Correct. I have to use my cell phone. I have to GPS date and timestamp. I have to take a photo because there was a lot of inappropriate illegal services happening. Right. They put that into law. I had one customer in New York City. That was it. Uh, this wonderful lady, Wendy. And I wanted her to be okay so she could keep running her business. Sure. So I made my software work with these new rules. Uh, just so happens that most of the other software vendors did not. Oh. And so this guy that I interfaced with, he was trying to sell his software. Unbeknownst to me, he was going around selling my software for me. Oh my God. Wow. And so my phone, uh, August of 2011, it started explode. Like my cell phone was yeah. just ringing constantly, and I didn't know where it was coming from. And then I finally realized, oh, this how, guy's how selling my stuff. Yeah. So I drove down to the city for a meeting with my wife, and I left the meeting. And I, I said, I have to make a decision. I either have to not do this because I, I'm. I sat in a room full of like 200 people, who were perfectly content running their businesses the way they had been running them. Sure. And all of a sudden now the city of New York is saying, you have to use a completely new piece of software right. and you have to change everything. So they were all being forced to switch. The people, when I bought the business that I got with the purchase, they kind of knew the situation. They, were, they had real low expectations. But these people, I mean, this is a real life-changing moment for them. And I said, I can't just do this half-assed. I have to either do it full-time yeah, or in. not do it at all. Right. And to my wife's credit, she said, well, then if you want to quit, you should quit your job. Yeah. So I. You bet, I, on, uh, you bet on yourself. I bet. Well, we both bet on me because yeah. my wife, she, you know, she, she, she was there. And the best part was I went to my boss at the time, Mr. Diesso, and I said, I told him what was going on and he couldn't have been happier. He was, he was probably so yeah. happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I so I've been doing that since 2011. We're now in. 16 states um oh my god and we've got a you know a large install base and it's been it's been a journey 2011 but, yeah and yep. not, how many people you have worked i have a, i just... have a very low staff count i oh, run a do. very efficient um a very efficient office so I, I have very few employees is it is it tough like being the supervisor, being the owner, being the I'm, guy I'm in terrible at it. You I'm are. terrible. I'm I am not a good boss. Is it because you micromanage? Or? No, it's because the same reasons why I was terrible at school. Yeah. Um, I have stuff that's in my head that I cannot get out and verbalize. As far as this There's is so what I want you to on. do. Right. I just I can't make that tran that translation. 
so that makes me a pretty ineffective, uh, you know, boss. So the fact that we have most things automated is strictly out of my own. I, I, yeah. I had no choice but to do it because I just could not communicate. And I'm a people pleaser. So my customers, I try to give them everything they want. Right. They call, they want something, we do it for them. Right. That makes it very difficult to support this product because almost it, every customer has something a little bit different. It's challenging. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you know, th that business has done well. And then I, I bought another business a couple of years ago, that company I talked to you about that I integrated with in Correct. 2011, uh, I, with a partner, I actually bought that company out, uh, a couple of years ago. So now we handle all the compliance that happens in the city. Anytime any process server in New York city uses, whether they're using my software yeah. or not, they're using our app on a phone. Um, oh my God. so and you work entirely from home. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you have to manage all that from home. And are your, are your employees also? Also from home. Also yep. from home. Mm -hmm. Man, that's got to be tough. Do you have like Zoom calls with them to go? Uh, no, I or? try to. I'm actually, I should probably be more hands on. Well, I, it's got to be tough to. Well, it, for me, it's really just. I, uh, I don't have any time to deal with you if you can't like kind of figure <laughs> things out. Like I, yeah. because I because I can't explain it to you. Yes, you have to be able to fill in the gaps. Correct. So, um, but it's worked out well. I, I've had um, some some people that have been with me for quite a while, and um, but I, no, I keep a really low head count, and I try to run a real efficient ship. So I mean, now would you see yourself five years? moving on buying another business because you need that entrepreneurial spirit um, you, yeah you're yeah, happy with what you have i think the one thing that i love about this other business i bought is that i did it with somebody else who is also he's so the interesting thing is the guy that i am partners with we are also competitors so he sells a competing software product that, to mine that, that's that's um that's amazing so and and <laughs> and when we uh announced well when, when when i announced that we bought the company nobody expected us because we used to be fierce and we still are fierce competitors That's on good, the though. other you, side yeah you push each other. um but he is you know he fills in all of my deficiencies i fill in all of his right. and so it's it really works out well um so yeah i i don't yeah, know i mean i love what i do i love i love when people call and they say uh hey can we do x y and z uh, in the past, people have told me it's impossible to do this. Right, and then, and then we you figure we out. take we do what they say is impossible, yeah. and then so I I get most of my thrill out of that more right. so than selling more product, and it's really just um, making the software kind of bending it to what, what somebody really wants. Are. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and let me quickly touch on your kids. So you have yeah. two you have two kids. Yep. The the ten year old. Yep. What is, what, 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 what is he into? What does he like to do? Uh, Liam loves computers. He, uh, of course <laughs> he Loves does. computers. He loves video games. He's the one with the, with the watch. Yes. Okay. He's the one with the watch. Um, he is, uh, he's got a heart of gold. He's also. Good kid. Smart kid. He's a good smart kid. He's. Um, stays out of trouble. Yeah. He stays out of trouble. He's got a, a good friend group. Um, he's the most challenging of my kids. Uh, yeah. My two. Um, but he is a copy of me, so I. So you know, you know what you're dealing with. 
I, I mean, I think I do. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I do, but I, I really have no idea. Yeah. Um, the one thing that, that's great about my son is that he is, he is like me in every way, except he has my wife's memory. So he's very smart, he's, he's, but he also can remember anything and everything. Yeah. And so he will do very well with whatever he wants to do because he has <clears throat> kind of the best of both of us right. um, and, and all the worst of me. So. <laughs> and the daughter... Tell yep, me so my daughter Penelope, she is eight. Love the name. Yep, um, Penelope is Penelope is a sweetheart. She is the just, you know, when when we were having our second child, I secretively wanted another boy because oh, I thought it'd be first. great for the two of them to. Yeah. But you know, I I wouldn't trade her for anything. She is. That's good to know. Yeah, she's a she is a real sweetheart. She is, she has all of. She's more like my wife, but she does have my uh, my caring and, and my emotional side is one hundred percent from uh, from me. And she's just a, you know, she really she makes me smile every time I see her. Tell me a little bit uh, before we go about being a father. What now? What what has that been like for you uh, being a father? Do you love being a father? I, is it tough being a father? The discipline. I think there's a lot of uh, mental. Uh, like before you have kids, you have a th vision in your head of what it's going to be like <laughs> yeah, to be a parent. Right. Um, and I would say for the most part, none of that has matched up. <laughs> you it, know? Not even close. Not, uh, no, not even close. Um, not that that's a bad thing. It's just, you know, uh, you, it's an adjustment. You're, You've yeah. got it. So I, I've loved being a father. Yeah. Um, but it's been challenging. Because you had a very... great father too. Your father and I, I did. was always there for you. Yeah, yeah. it's it was. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's not easy. That's for sure. I mean, I there there are times <laughs> when I look at other people and I'm like, God, I wish. You know, I just wish because yeah. from the outside it looks better. I'm sure they have their you know other people have their struggles and challenges, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I do really enjoy it. I I especially where we live now. Um, we live on the out. We're technically in Frankfurt, right. New York, but we right our kids that. go to Sequoia because right. they're on. We, we live in a very weird area where literally my house is Sequoia District. House to the left of me is New Hartford District. Right. The house to the right of me is Frankfurt District. Right. Um, and so because of that, our kids would have have to be on the bus for almost an hour. <laughs> Um, so I drive them now in the morning and I pick them up in the afternoon, which oh, is something okay. that, you know, I, that's one of those, uh, freedoms of owning your own business yeah. that I can actually do that. And it's a time that I get to spend with them every day that's that, that is, yeah. that I really, you know, I love and they love getting to see me, Right. you know, of course the funny thing is because I'm always around, if I do have to work late any night, they're yeah. like, God, dad always is working. Yeah. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> you know, know I said, you know, your uncles are still at work and it's six o'clock. They're yeah. still at the tire store doing stuff. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's different. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So, but I, I like the fact that they think that I work all the time, even though I'm, you know, that's really not the, I mean, I'm dropping them off until and nine and do you like uh the sequite school district is it a good school district I, for the kids? is it challenging so it depends on the age group the hardest when we decided to move and when i say when we it was more that i decided we were moving my wife was kind of caught off guard um we moved in august of last year from we, from new hartford we okay. lived uh we lived up in uh higby hills so like yes. right down the street from higby yes 
um, we had a storybook experience, very much like you and I growing up. Sure. Um, lots of similar age kids. Uh, you remember Mark? Well, you know Mark Abdu. So Mark Abdu Mark lives, lives there. Mark, uh, li- yeah. Uh, Frank Cristiano lives yep. up there. It's a it's a it's wonderful a great, neighborhood. Yeah, it, it really is. So I literally ripped that out of my family by moving there. You know, I left this perfect neighborhood, and I said, "What? Well, we're gonna go someplace different." Well, I know that. I mean, the taxes in New Hartford are so high. Well, it wasn't. It, I mean, it's yeah. For me, it was. We had an opportunity to move to a place where you know. Uh, as as a child, I remembered, you know, we talked about my grandfather. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, my my grandparents owned five thousand acres of land, a huge property, right? And it was everything you could see. You could do whatever you wanted anywhere. Yeah. It was all theirs. And so deep down, a part of me always, if I had the opportunity, I wanted something as close to that as possible. And so with the bizarre housing market we are still kind of experiencing, we had an opportunity where we were able to get a lot for our house and this house oh, came wow. on the, this yeah. house came on the market. Perfect timing. And it was, well, yeah, perfect. If you asked me, it was perfect timing. My wife would probably say it differently, but so she, uh, she was not on board. No, she loved the neighborhood yeah, and, I, and, I neighborhood. Yeah. and I do too. And I do too. I, I still, we still go back there and yeah. we see yeah, all of our friends. Right. Um, but this, op- I knew this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and so I kind of went all in on this. But my biggest fear was I'm leaving the district that, I mean, people work their ass off to yeah. get to come to New Hartford. That's it what they is, want. That's the goal. That's My parents did the same thing. That's they the moved from Schuyler. They yep. moved, you know, to this, to this area. Um, so I was terrified. But I took the kids for a, a little tour at the school. Uh, Mr. Putnam is the principal at the elementary school, and he is uh, fantastic. And he kept saying to me, he goes, you need to come back, because we came after school one day yeah. at the end of the school year, because you have to come back during the day. Yeah. I said, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. And he kept pestering me. He's like, you need to promise that you'll come back during the day. So I said, fine, you know, I'll go back during the day. Um, I went back like a week later and during the day, and the – environment there is what rem- what i remembered when i went to frankfurt uh it was it felt so i don't know it was it felt like home uh yeah. the kids all knew the principal the principal knew all the kids names they were all comfortable they walked through the hall they would come up and give them high fives and it was almost like it was staged it was so perfect yeah. that it made me feel like okay maybe this maybe this isn't going to be so bad right uh, and what turned out to being the thing I was most terrified of turned into being the number one reason why I wanted to move yeah. was this district. Yeah, that's and great. so, and literally every second since then, I think about a month after we moved, my I picked the kids up from school or driving home and, and my both of them unprompted said, Daddy, thank you so much for moving us to this that's school incredible. district. And so there's just... You know, it, I, I worked really in the district out. long enough. I know uh, it's it's a big district, and so it takes a long time to like move things forward. But right. there's little things like my kids always used to complain about how long it took. It, like they didn't have enough time at lunch to eat. Right. And when I went to Sequoia and I was talking to the principal, I said, "You know how long is lunch time?" He goes, "Oh, it used to be this, but now we added ten minutes to the schedule." I said, "Well, how did you do that so easily?" He goes, "Oh, the kids pet- wrote a petition." 
and I reviewed it. I brought it to the superintendent, and we Done. changed it. Yeah. They're still talking about this at my old district. That's amazing. It's still an ongoing discussion. It's and so little things like that. They seem to just be much more nimble and they move on things. Um, And this is no. They're they're very pro kids. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah, And look, I have a lot of friends that still work in New Hartford. Sure. Definitely burned enough bridges there, but. Well, it's it's challenging to work there with the egos. But the point is, is that my kids always had fantastic teachers in New Hartford. Always. Um, But just the the culture seemed a little bit different than what we have here and so i've been very happy um and the kids have been very happy you know next year is going to be a challenge my my son going to middle school right as a fifth grader is is a little terrifying but um you know we'll see what happens we will work through that so um well we uh we unfortunately are running out of time um well, Steve, we could I talk mean, for another we could hour. talk awesome. easily. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely have to schedule you. We we'll should do an episode of, yeah, part two. <laughs> we'll do, we got to do part two. There's a lot more I want to talk about with you. Okay. So, um, Jason Tallman, um, let's just plug, plug, plug a couple of your businesses. And uh, okay. How do people get in touch with you? Okay. Well, uh, my software is called Process Master. Process uh, Master. That's the name of the software. And uh, our other product is the Independent Server. That's in New York City. Um, and, and, and although I don't do anything, uh, with this business, but it's, you know, it's got my name in it. So I have to always promote my family's tire business, Tallman's Tire. Always, always, always Tallman's Tire. That's right. It's where everybody goes to get their tires. It's the best place. That's right. <laughs> um, if, I mean, if people wanted to get in touch with your business, they email you? Oh, they can website? just, yeah. It's uh, They can go to processmaster.net, Process and that's Master. where everything is there. Right. So I appreciate it, Steve. All right. Jason Tallman on the podcast. Amazing. Did not expect this to happen. Thrilled to have him. So um, I have an inter- interesting close. You're going to hear it. Okay. So, uh, again, thank you for being with us. And remember, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. <laughs> Take two oranges and throw them back at life. There you go. That's right.